0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to Episode 2 of the SportsEthos.com Fantasy NFL Today Podcast. I am your host, J.P. Stickham. And welcome back to Episode 2. I am super excited to get this episode started. We began our journey in episode 1, and that journey is finding potential in these rookies that were just drafted in the 2022 draft. Where can we find value, fantasy value that is, within these prop of rookies? It's a lot harder than you think because rookies are usually filled with potential busts both in real life and in fantasy, and the reason for that is we just don't know. These guys are coming from college, and that's the only tape that we have, right? So, for example, if a running back is a bust in the NFL, that tells me a few things. Number one, he had an outstanding offensive line. Number two, he could just be really lazy and couldn't transform his game into an NFL game. There's a few things that can go wrong with rookies, and more likely than not, they do go wrong. However, if you do your homework, or if you let me do the homework for you, I promise you we will find gold in this dark, dangerous path that is the fantasy football rookie. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we have officially reached the point in the NFL calendar year where absolutely nothing is going on. The whistle blew in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl And it was full-throttle NFL draft. That's all you heard, NFL draft. Rookies this, rookie that. This guy's going here, this guy's going there. However, that is all said and done. And here we are. We're at the quiet storm part of the NFL season, right before training camp. With that being said, to me, and should be to you, this is the most important part of really researching the rookies. How many times have you guys seen, a rookie get drafted in the third and fourth round and absolutely bust a million times, two million times. What about this? How many times have you seen a rookie go undrafted and then become a waiver wire one priority after weeks one or two? Six million times? This happens all the time because people aren't doing the research right here, right now. We know about the veterans. We know what they bring to the table. It's This is the time for rookie. How I do my research is this I will look for a flaw. All players have a flaw. All athletes have a flaw. All human beings have a flaw. That's not to say that they're not extreme athletes. Okay. These guys are absolute freaks. Okay. I'm sitting behind a mic and I can't even get out of bed in the morning without my back cracking and my shoulder out of place. (laughs) Okay. And that's the God's honest truth. However, every athlete has a flaw. What I like to look at, especially on on game film, I go back and I watch full games, and I'm targeting a certain player in these games. I'm looking for, can they transform their game in-game to be a better player? And let me give you an example with that. A running back, going against an extremely fast defense, tries to bounce to the outside and loses two, three, five yards. Is that running back going to continue to bounce? Or is he going to put his foot down, make one cut, and get upfield because he realizes the speed of that defense? That's the running back that I want. That's the running back that will do big things in the NFL. Guys that can change the way they play in game. Last week on Episode 1, I gave you kind of a, a mixture of wide receivers and running backs. On this episode, I'm going to focus on just the running backs. There's potential for some really, really good players for fantasy purposes in this draft class two guys though that I always want to mention because I think they have extreme upside is Chris Olave and Christian Watson and Watson these two guys will probably never leave the top of my rookie list they are wide receivers but I just love them and I'm going to mention them every time because I want them to melt in your brain however the running back core here fantasy wise is very good I'm about to break those down for you. So if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's go. In episode one, I already covered two running backs that I really love heading into 2022 season for their rookie year. I love Brees Hall and I love James Cook. Just to summarize those two, if you haven't listened to episode one, I highly suggest going back and listening to episode one. But Brees Hall, I believe, will have immediate impact for the New York Jets, meaning he'll give you fantasy points right away. Well, I believe James Cook will have a role in Buffalo, but I think that role will grow as the season goes on, especially if Devin Singletary stinks. Look for James Cook to kind of dominate carries if Singletary comes out of the gates super, super slow. However, there is another guy on my list, a guy that plays with a chip on his shoulder. This dude is 5'11", 225 pounds, and was under-recruited out of high school. He had zero scholarships out of high school. This kid decided that, you know what, I deserve a shot. So he walked on to BYU. This man is Tyler Algier. This kid is a beast. He rushed for 1,600 yards and 23 touchdowns for BYU. I repeat, 23 touchdowns. Not only is he big and physical, he had two games with over 190 rushing yards let me repeat two games with over 190 rushing yards a lot of times good running backs go to terrible terrible teams and are put in a terrible spot atlanta falcons are terrible with that being said this is the perfect spot for Alagier, and what i mean by that is this atlanta falcons have no pure running back Patterson was their best running back last season. He is a wide receiver, people. Patterson is a wide receiver. Alagier doesn't catch passes. Patterson will play third down, but look for Alagier to dominate carries on early downs. The type of offense that BYU runs matches perfectly with the scheme that the Atlanta Falcons run on offense. That is that zone run offense. Alagier is a fantastic zone runner. And to be a fantastic zone runner, you need to be able to read your blockers and get up field on one cut there is no dancing there is none of that you need to read your blockers read the tailbone of your guard especially on poles and make sure you are hitting the hole at 110 miles an hour alagir can do that and alagir will do that for Atlanta falcons i'm extremely high on this kid i think he has potential to really really do damage and score a ton of fantasy points this year and even end in the top three for fantasy football rookie running backs in ppr and non-ppr i know i know he's not going to catch many balls but just think about the goal line work that he's going to get with patterson getting the ball on third down i can really see this kid doing damage for a terrible atlanta falcons team tyler allergier book it top sleeper Now that we're really rocking and rolling, I'm just going to mention a guy here that should be on everybody's list and everybody's radar, so this should not be a shock. Kenneth Walker III out of Michigan State. If you watched any Spartan football last year, you understood what type of player this kid was. He literally put the Spartans on his back every single week, leading himself to it as a Heisman finalist, a well-deserved Heisman finalist, that is. He runs with extreme power and anger. He's not the biggest guy. He's 5'9", 211 pounds. But his center of gravity is unbelievable. And that's what makes him good. He's powerful. Think like Maurice jones drew type power and type like center of gravity. He's very sturdy, very hard to tackle. With all that being said, yeah, he's powerful. Yeah, he's got low center of gravity. But he's fast. This dude ran a 4-3-8 combine 40. 4-3-8, sheesh. This kid can fly when given the opportunity. I really love Kenneth Walker III, and you would think that a power back can, is more likely to fumble because of all the anger and aggression that he runs with. That's not the case. This guy had one fumble last year on 276 carries. This kid is a beast, and like I said, I love him. Kenneth Walker III, and I think he's landed in a great spot. Seattle Seahawks, yes, they have Chris Carson, but they may know something that we don't. Chris Carson is coming back from a neck injury, and I really just don't think they trust him coming back and being as efficient and effective of a runner as he was. Chris Carson, like Kenneth Walker, is an aggressive runner who likes to lower his shoulders and get those extra yards. I wonder if Seattle's kind of nervous that Chris Carson can do that any longer. I mean, they really, really love Kenneth Walker, and that's why they took him so early in the draft. And that's why I think you should take him in fantasy football this year. I can see Kenneth Walker finishing as the top running back, rookie running back this year because of the way that he runs and because of the position that he is in Seattle. Kenneth Walker the third, guys, don't forget it. Boys and girls, there is no such thing as a fantasy offseason, only the pre-draft season. And here at Sports Ethos, the pre-draft season has already begun. Our expert analysis are churning out important lessons learned and draft analysis on incoming rookies so you, yeah you, can get a jump on your prep. And we'll have incredible free agency and summer league coverage as well. But only if you're part of our premium member team. Go ahead, do yourself a favor, head to sportsethos.com now and click on the premium tab to grab a fantasy pass today. Seriously, cook yourself one extra lunch per month because this premium pass is only $5.99. See you there. Hello, Mr. Tom Brady. Please meet your new James White. Arizona State's Rashard White. Going into the draft, Rashard White was labeled as this year's best receiving back in the entire draft. Rashard White out of Arizona State. Yes, Tampa Bay has Leonard Fournette. And they tried to get Leonard Fournette involved in the passing game last year. And he didn't do too bad. But they drafted Rashard White for a reason. If you know Tom Brady, you know he loves his receiving backs. As I mentioned before, James White. Here's another one, Deon Lewis. okay? It's endless. You can keep going on and on and on and on. Rex Burkhead was even a receiving back there for a little while. Tom Brady loves his receiving backs. rashard White is that guy. However, Rashad White is more than just a prototypical third down back. Rashad White is six feet tall, 211 pounds. No, he is not the fastest back. He only ran a 4,,4840, which is not slow by any means, but is not, you know, super fast but he does really well at stacking his cuts, meaning he can put one cut and stack it with another one and get right upfield. A lot of running backs don't have that type of ability. This guy's got very quick feet, which makes him look faster than he actually is. There is a small concern, however, if you are to draft Rashard White, and that concern is Gio Bernard. Gio Bernard has been a pest to uh, fantasy running backs for years. I'll just... Mixon, for example, right? Let's think about Mixon. When if you had Mixon, when Gio Bernard was a bangle, Mixon was a headache because Gio Bernard would come in every single third down and steal a touchdown, steal all the screen passes, and Mixon could never hit the ground running. As soon as Gio Bernard left, Mixon's numbers went through the roof. Coaches seem to love Gio Bernard. However, he is getting up there in age, and Tampa Bay drafted. Rashard White for a reason. And I think that reason is to be the third down back, but also to be insurance just in case Burnett goes down with energy, but with an injury. Remember, Rojo is Ronald Jones is no longer a Buccaneer. He's no longer on Tampa Bay. He's got. So Rashard White really steps right in to that handcuff role for Leonard Fournette. So if you have Leonard Fournette, I truly believe White is a must draft as a handcuff. And all my eyes and all my ears are going to be solely focused on that third down role in training camp. Who is taking first team reps on third down? Is it going to be Gio Bernard or is it going to be Rashard White? If it's Rashard White, he is 100% draftable, even if you don't have Fournette. But if you have Fournette, he's a must draft as a handcuff. Rashard White has potential to be a James White, Deion Lewis type player, even as a rookie. Rashard White, Arizona State, my people. Book it. The next player here on the list is a guy that really has the most value in the years 2023 and beyond, but I do think he holds some value here as a rookie. This guy is Zamir White out of Georgia. Zamir White is six foot, 215 pounds, and he's not really the most dynamic runner, but he has one of the best jump cuts that you will see. If you haven't seen him run the ball, watch some highlights of him on YouTube. Just watch the way he jump cuts. It's really, really incredible. He'll just set a runner up, jump cut, bang, get upfield in a flash. I love the way this kid runs. With all that being said, the Vegas Raiders obviously have Jacobs. But they obviously don't love Jacobs. They declined his fifth-year option this week, showing that they really want to move on from Jacobs because he tends to disappear. Jacobs averaged 58 yards a game last year that is bad 58 yards a game for a three down workhorse is not what you want to see and it's not what vegas knows they need jacobs tends to disappear and i think this year they're going to have zamir white really show that he can be the next three down back for them which means he's going to get carries in the year 2023 it may not start off that way they may give jacobs a chance to shine and say hey this is your proven year let's see what you got but I do believe Zamir White will get carries as the year goes on, especially if Jacobs seems to struggle. Maurice Jones-Drew, yes, I'm mentioning him again. This is that's a, that's incredible. I can't believe I just mentioned Maurice Jones-Drew twice in the same podcast. But Maurice Jones-Drew, who works for NFL Network, mentioned that he reminds him of Adrian Peterson. People do not get your Skippies in a bunch. I am not saying Zamir White is Adrian Peterson or will have a career anything close to Adrian Peterson. But just to be mentioned in the same breath with a guy like Adrian Peterson means that he's got some upside. Vegas likes Zamir White and I think you should too. Brian Robertson Jr. Alabama Crimson Tide. Roll Tide. A Nick Saban product to me, Brian Robertson Jr. is absolutely nothing like a Derrick Henry. Yes, he is a big back. But if you knew anything about Derrick Henry coming out of college, all the people were saying was Derrick Henry doesn't like contact for such a big guy. Derrick Henry was known coming out of college as taking really good angles, setting up defenders so you could try to arm tackle him, and that's what he would run through. He'd run through arm tackle. They even went as far in 2016 to say that Derrick Henry avoids contact by just falling forward. Yeah, that Derrick Henry. But back to Brian Roberts Jr., Robertson Jr. He is the total opposite in terms of he looks for contact. This guy loves to lower his shoulder, flatten you, step on your chest, and continue forward. This guy runs very, very, very angry. He's a grinder. You know, he loves to get through into the mud, lower his shoulder like I said, bounce off the first tackle, make you bring everybody in, gang tackle him on every single play. He's the type of guy that just wears down defenses. He is the absolute perfect match for a running back like Gibson in Washington. This is a really good 1-2 punch that I think Washington is setting up here with a power back in Robinson, a guy that's just going to grind and grind and grind, and then more of a shifty, fast, mobile-type runner in Gibson. So I really think this one-two punch has potential. But with that being said, I have been hearing some grumblings that the Washington Commanders could be looking to trade Gibson. If that's the case, Robinson Jr.'s value is going to be through the roof. But I'm also not sold on Gibson. I am very low on Gibson. I think he falls in my current rankings at like running back 24. Look for Robinson to have a really good rookie year, especially for a team that is quarterbacked by Wentz that is going to need to be able to run the ball. And it's going to need to be able to put positive yards on every single carry. Robinson is that guy. He will run you over, get positive yards. I like his value in fantasy, and I also like his value in real life. For this next running back i wrote a little bit of poem so uh just just sit back relax and enjoy this one i wish you told me from the start that you were gonna break my heart this heartbreaking poem is dedicated to the entire los angeles chargers organization how in the world are you going to draft isaiah spiller when you have austin eckler why Why would you do both of these players like this? I I don't understand what is happening. I was very high on Isaiah Spiller coming out of Texas A&M this year. He's extremely elusive and has such high upside. He never had a good offensive line at Texas A&M, but he was always, always, always showing off his skill set, a skill set that I thought would transition perfectly into the NFL game. With all that being said, Running behind Austin Eckler, who the Chargers absolutely obviously love, is almost a death sentence for Isaiah Spiller. I would have loved to have seen him go to a team like the Falcons or a team like Seahawks. But no, no. Chargers, he went to the Chargers. This not only kills Spiller's value, I was extremely high on Eckler. I, I love Eckler, love the way he runs, love everything about him, love his catching ability. But this downgrades him just a little bit. Now, don't get me wrong. He's still got value, obviously. But they're going to look to spill him a little bit more with Spiller. (laughs) Good joke there. But they're going to look to take him out a little bit and rest him with Isaiah Spiller. Isaiah Spiller is that type of back. He's very, very good. He's very productive. I like Spiller. They took him in the third round for a reason. They took him in the third round for a reason. And that reason was to just break my heart. Just to break my Austin Eckler heart my achy, breaky heart. I know it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. You broke my heart. Now that I've finished crying over the upside of Isaiah Spiller and the potential of Austin Eckler finishing as RB1 this fantasy season, this will conclude Episode 2. If you haven't already, please make sure to subscribe to this podcast and to download this episode. I would really love it if you were to join me on Twitter, at JP Sticko. This is going to be extremely important because I will answer all draft questions, start and sick questions on my Twitter. So make sure you are following me at JP JPStickUp. As always, please remember, don't be a mush. Have a great morning, a wonderful afternoon, and an even better evening. Peace, love, and fantasy football we